Hi there, you are welcome along to the Gardener Wellbeing Podcast. Instead of the usual introduction, I'm just doing a bare bones episode because I feel I owe it to you guys to kind of validate where I've been these last few weeks. Uh, I've not been able to get an episode out for a good while and I've got to kind of explain a little more about that and how the events of the last few weeks has impacted on me. Um, and I'm going to be looking at where we are going with this podcast going forwards. So I'm unsure on what content I've actually put out, but I had a very, very emotional week. Um, very good friend of mine took his own life and it's severely impacted on me. And what I found is the compassion of friends and family, of people who mean so much to me, have been there as a backbone to support me. Um, I've reached out to certain family members who have totally snubbed me and used uh, the dregs of my past and selective dregs of my past as ammunition to try and fire at me, to try and derail me and put me down even more. That is not the person that I am today and I have developed this ability to look into my past to be able to move on with the future. Um, I'm going to be sitting down in the next few weeks and restructuring this po podcast completely. I'm going to be carrying on with the daily readings and what I want to get done is I want to get um, the, the daily readings in an archive in its own self and then just section the the, the the Gardner Wellbeing podcast and my lesser journey of a road traveled into separate little categories. Uh, get this all up on a website and uh, look a lot more into that, that kind of hosting thing, uh, which I am looking on doing. I'm really looking, looking forward to what is coming up in the not too distant future. So that is kind of where I've been. And as I look into getting back into the daily readings, um, you know, like I've got a, a big long list of these to go down through and read out and record and edit and everything else for you guys, for the, for the archives going forward. And what I want to do with that is like, it's going to be rolling. So every April the 9th, it's going to be the same daily quote, um, from where I got, unless a new set comes out because I'm just following this, this other website thought for the day. And, uh, Never be a prisoner of your past. It was just a lesson, not a life sentence. And this is the thing that I got to touch base with. You know, I've done things in my past that I'm not proud of. Okay. I've said things to people and my actions have hurt people. I've poked fun at people because that's just the way I knew how to defend myself. I grew up in this environment where I had to be defensive because... It was the only way that I knew how to survive. And uh, I kind of retracted inwards with fear because I didn't want people knowing what I was like because these people poke fun at me. They bullied me and they go, they're probably sat there going, but you did this to me, you did that to me. I was a baby just home from hospital, only home for about four hours and I started getting bullied by my elder brother. So I was, I didn't have the defenses back then. I was 
innocent. And rather than deal with the problem, they 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 locked me away in the bedroom and uh, carried on playing with my brother. And you know that that kind of worked out to its own detriment. And what I seem to get in recent times, especially when I tried to uh, make amends to my my elder brother, was I'm getting a lot of my past thrown back in my face. And uh, you did this to me, you did that to me, you said this to me, you said that to me, because it made me feel like hell. But there was never any acknowledgement that, oh yeah, I was four years of age and you was a baby and I bullied you. I scrammed you. I... I, I I was cruel to you and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ultimately sorry for that. And what I did in my past, I paid the ultimate price for. I am sorry for, right? There have been times within my life that I have gone through emotional trauma of something that's come up in my past, that's come up into my mind that I did. I shudder and my first reaction is, is you'll be better off out of this don't be here anymore, I don't want to be here anymore, and all the rest of it. And, uh, you know, I paid that ultimate price. And when I spoke to these people about looking into their past, looking at the things, and it's like, oh, well, that's happened. We have to let it behind us. And then selectively use the whole thing as ammunition to, uh, to pelt at you, to try and derail you and put you off and rather than be sort of empathetic towards your situation. You know, in the time that I turned around and said to my elder brother that my friend had passed away, there was never once of sorry for your loss. It was all about him. It was all about what he had gone through. And those kind of relationships, they're one-sided. They really, really do not work. And what I've come to realize a long, long time ago, and it was actually a Christmas day spent with my friend who passed away with two other guys. And one guy had just actually been released from prison. He was only about three days out on parole at that particular time. And I turned around and I said, well, I really don't care what you have done in your past. I'm just going to make... I'm just going to get to know the person I know right now. And it turned out that the guy was in addiction the same as what I was. He relapsed and he wasn't a pleasant person. And he started contacting me and phoning me up. And I turned around and said, well, I'm sorry. I can't be there for you because I can only carry people. I can only carry people along who actually want to do this. Oh, yeah, but I want to do this. How how desperate are you to... Oh, I'm very desperate. Okay, you live five miles from me. Walk to my village and meet me. And I'll take you off to the support meeting that you need to go to. Oh, I can't do that. It's raining outside. I said, well, you're not that desperate to get there, are you? I said, because that, that's what I did. That's exactly what I did to get my whole level of sobriety and to... to get to where I am today, I had to put those, the legwork in and do the effort to, to actually get there. And I kind of reminded in my own personal life right now of my past. Now, these are lessons that I'm learning, okay? I am here 9th of April, 2022, and I am very, very present within my life. And this has been thrown up. You live too much in your past, right? And I am... 
in a situation right now, I'm in college where financially I've taken a bit of a hit because I've taken a few days off and they treat it like a workplace related scenario. So if you take the time off, thank you, dog. If you take the time off, you're going to lose money. And that is ultimately what I've done recently is I've lost money and it is impacted on me because I'm relying on that very small payment to uh, put diesel in my car and, you know, to get myself. And I mean, like the cost of living has gone extravagantly through the roof here in recent times. When I started work 12 months ago, I was buying diesel at 135 a litre, and now it's 197 or 199 a litre. It's nearly two quid a litre. You know, and my cost of living, my electric bill has just gone through the roof. Um, I went round to the local shop there just now, and there's about 40 cents gone on a lot of the items that I buy. And it's like, you know, I it doesn't reflect in what I, I'm earning. And... Uh, so I'm kind of struggling financially right now. Now, there is hope on the horizon because I have been talking to a local company about doing my work placement with them. And they said, sure, no problem whatsoever. And by the way, um, don't expect to be going back to college because we'll be offering you a full-time job. And that is long and short of it. That is basically what I have been told. Well, the, the industry I'm going into is in very short supply. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to this. I'm loving what I'm doing and I'm getting pretty damn good at it. And uh, I wanted to do this many years ago, but I was never encouraged to do it. You know, I was never sort of pointed in the direction, you know, like, Oh, my kid wants to do this. They want to do some work on a car. I haven't a clue how to do it. No, it was shot down in flames. So what I'm kind of doing is I'm going back over two different timelines. 1991 is a significant timeline and 2012 is the other significant timeline. In 2012, my life was on the floor. I would wake up in the morning and I would be in dread of the day ahead. I would get to six o'clock in the evening and I would suffer a panic attack because it was just the evening time. And as soon as Emmerdale come on, I literally had to get myself ready for bed because I just couldn't handle it. I haven't seen television in over four years. I got to say that. Uh, it's not like that today. So I'm reminded where I come from, this whole financial poverty thing, the struggling for food and everything else like that. And I'm looking at the parallels of my life, of where I come from, where I am right now. I'm keeping the focus on where I am right now. Was I, am I like that? And no, I'm not. Okay, no, I'm not. I have a little bit of a an anxious situation to deal with today but it will be fine it will work out the way it's supposed to work out and whatever happens will happen and it might sound like i'm talking riddles but i am actually talking very such truth everything happens for a reason and then i got my second timeline which is 1991 okay and i'm just going to explain a bit about this one I was 16 years of age back then and when I started drinking 
I was six years of age, I took my first drink in a family home at the age of six, which meant I stopped growing spiritually. So when I stopped, started, when I stopped drinking at the age of 38, I started growing spiritually as a six-year-old child who was vulnerable and who was in need of a lot of nurturing in love, care and attention. And this spiritual growth has been a period over the last 10 years that has led me back to my 16-year-old self. Now, normally around about this time of the year, I hit a bit of a low spot. And the reason why I hit a low spot is because when I was biologically 16 years of age, I wanted to do a lot of things. I bought myself a little car to do up. It was a little mini clubman. I bought it off a friend of mine. I paid £200, signed on sight on scene, and it was a lovely little car. And I started tinkering around with it. And I was never encouraged to do this. You know, look, you've got this interest and passion in cars. Let's get yourself a toolkit set up. I've seen this happen with my brother when he started woodworking. Oh, you've got to get yourself a set of tools. You've got to get your toolkit built up. No encouragement like that whatsoever, because the emphasis wasn't on me. The emphasis was on my brother taking on a business, which my family willingly gave my brother the family home to mortgage to take on a business. And then when I'm talking to this guy about it, he's so ungrateful. Oh, well, I had a mortgage at the age of 19. I had to pay these debts off. Oh, hang on. <laughs> you want something for nothing. You've got to pay for it. And I wanted to do this little car up and it was, I started playing around with it. And uh, never, never happened. Never happened. And uh, of course, there was a few little rust spots in there. I couldn't weld. And years later, I wanted to learn how to weld. My dad bought me a, an arc welder for Christmas. And I had a big sheet of steel and I started practicing on it. And I was no good. I was no good at it whatsoever. I didn't know that both surfaces had to be super clean uh, because I didn't know nothing about penetration. I didn't know nothing about um, arc length or anything else like that. And of course, I, it was the, uh, the banes for being ridiculed by my older brother who seems to very seemingly forget on the 7th of April 2022, I sat, or I participated, in two welding tests for ARC MMA welding and MIG welding. And until the about two weeks ago, I had never, ever touched the trigger of a MIG welder in my life. And I did these three runs that I took out, and the man looked and went, hmm, very impressive. And it, I went back into the cubicle after that was all over and I turned, I went out and I got, I got a couple of rods out of the, 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 the oven and I went back in and I was playing around and I said to the, 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 the instructor kind of looked at me and they're going, what are you doing? I said, I'm playing around. I said, come on. I said, I've been doing tea fillets all the last three weeks. I said, I'm doing corner joints and I'm doing, go ahead and do it. And as I walked out, 
I come back out, out and he says, well, let's have a look. I said, well, the first part of that was pretty dire. He went, yeah, but the second half, he said, Jesus. He said, a bit more practice on that. He said, you'll get that. And that is what it's all about, is encouraging the person, not putting them down and not ridiculing them. And, like, I am driving my little Mini, which I should have had many years ago. And yet I get this thrown into my face. Oh, well, you've got your dream job and you, you're dr driving your dream Mini and all the rest of it. I have my dream life. I am doing radio stuff. I am doing... I wanted to do that back in 2001. Sadly, I couldn't invest any time into or, or anything into that, that my radio career in 2001 because um, my father had passed away. My mum and dad had split up and my brother had disappeared off to Scotland and left me with a family home. And surprise, surprise, there was a £35,000 mortgage on there and it was not what I created. It's what I had to take on of what my brother was freely given. So I took on his debt. I'm paying a mortgage and I can't afford to pay this off. I can't afford to put food on my table. I can't afford to go out and buy anything that was over 50 pence because I just didn't have it. I really didn't have it. And I'm kind of reminded of where I am right now with that. So I have my dream little station set up here and I'm looking on pushing out the community radio ethos for where I am right now. And it's not me getting on the airways, talking about stuff that I want to talk about. It's going out there, training people up and saying, you want to do this? We're going to let you do this, you know, and do whatever you want to do. Talk about, talk about the colour of the sun if you want to. And that is basically what I am offering is that platform and that structure to do it. And, uh, you know, I have my dream life. I have my little mini, which I should have had many years ago. I am now into the, the kind of stuff that I wanted to do. And I was prevented from doing so by fear. And yet I'm getting all this mud slung at me. Never be a prisoner of your past. It was just a lesson, not a life sentence. So my words of wisdom into that and all the spiel I've come out with, make sure you learn from your mistakes and live fully in the present moment as I am right now in the 9th of April, 2022. And I get these feelings coming up. And the feelings haven't been very nice that I've had coming up in recent times. You know, I've gone through and I told you about what has gone on, where I come from. And these feelings I had in the, the recent days have not been pleasant. They put me into states of depression. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I felt very, very low in myself. I felt very vulnerable. I felt very suicidal. And before anybody starts running off and going, oh, yeah, you mentioned the S word, you mentioned su being suicidal. I get that a lot in my life. So it's a natural sort of habitual state to be in, okay? And you don't, if you don't do anything about it, nothing can happen. Um, but what I also realize is that I have a very good life ahead of me. 
things may not be the way they want I want them to be right now, but they are the way they are. I am the way I am in this moment. And all these things come into play. The times when I sat in my my little booth at college and I didn't want to talk to anybody and it come up, you know, it's been noted that you've been very, very down and not interacting with people just lately. And your man turned around and said to me that fell out with me and he says, oh, he says, I, you know, I didn't mean for you to. I said, you have no idea what I went through. I was offered counselling and I said, no, I said, I have to, I have to feel this. I have to grow through this. I fully understand what is going on within my world right now. And that is kind of where I, I'm at. Um, there's a lot of learning. There's a lot of understanding where I went wrong. There's a lot of trying to apologize for where I went wrong. Some people accept it. Other people won't. That's not my call to, to make a judgment on. I allow them the right to be wrong. But I'm not being held accountable for where I am, what I'm doing or anything else like that. And I'm going to be moving on with my life and doing the things that I really, really want to do. And, uh, you know, just enjoying my time that I have in this world because one day I'm going to take my last breath and I want to do it with such gratitude and go, oh, well, there you go. And to finish out on, on that whole sense of gratitude, I had mentioned a few times and probably never put the episodes out about my former employer, about the, the job that I was I was just let go from in January. And I can safely say, hand on heart, it was the biggest blessing going because I would never have had the opportunity to have done half of the things that I had done. Do I look back at that and hold a resentment and have a sense of bitterness towards what was going on? Absolutely not. I was privileged to work with some of the most influential people that I ever, ever worked with. And whilst I have spoken in terms of legal disputes and things like that, that's all come to a close now. We've all come to an amicable agreement that they realise that they made mistakes. And like when... The whole thing kicked off in June of last year when I went in and the manager sat there in the office and went, I'm very sorry for what you did. My life just exploded into a different dimension from that point on. And when they come back and they said, look, you know, we've made mistakes. Of course, I went through all the emotional grief and all the rest of it. I want my revenge. I want to do this. I want to do that. But no. I realize now that I was blessed with meeting some of the most influential people that covered, colored my life to the way I am today. And that going forwards, I am going to be doing a lot, lot more than what I ever, ever could have dreamed of. That these people are there, you know, I'm going to be meeting them in public and I'm going to be doing the things that I really, really want to do. I was in a kind of a little comfort zone and a little bubble. However, it wasn't giving me the means to, to pushing myself and progressing on and constantly looking at myself and saying, I'm a, you know, I need to be doing that all the time. I need to work. I can't rest on my laurels with anything. Everything I do is never good enough. And my, even my own family taught me that everything you do is never going to be good enough. And it's grand. Every mix I do on the radio is never going to be good enough because I can always do better. 
every job that I do when I'm welding will never be good enough because I can always do better. I will always be at that point of saying, well, you might think that's good enough. I don't. I think I can do better. And that's the only way that you can carry on and reach the top of your game. You don't need to self-sacrifice, self-sabotage or anything else like that. You just need to be real and truthful about this whole situation and to be able to see the whole picture. So I'm really grateful for my time there. And without that organization, I would never be driving my little mini. I would never be playing around with my Denim Prime 4 or having my studio the way I have it today. And without that organization going forward, I would never be able to achieve half of the things I'm going to be achieving in the future. So there is a great sense of gratitude for what I have achieved through that organization. It was never meant to be. We have parted mutually, we have parted amicably now, and it's on with the future. So guys, keep an eye out. I'm going to throw a few links in the description below. Take some time out there to go check out my uh, my streams that I have there, twitch.tv. I would really appreciate a follow on that one because I am looking on making something there. So with all that said, thank you very much for listening. Stay safe, look after yourself, and as always, have a nice day.